to short in the market. Uh, as volatility remains low, people are shorting volatility, especially with different VIX products. To chat with us more about that and other happenings in the market, we have us win in the studio today, David Lafferty, Chief Market Strategist at Natixis Global Asset Management. David, great to have you with us. Uh, let's let's talk more about that since I know this is an area you look at quite a bit. Is it a mistake that so many investors right now are flocking to these VIX products, essentially betting that volatility is is not going to be coming back anytime soon. Yeah, it's really uh, a bet on the status quo. It's a bit, bit of a misnomer, I think, when we say uh, shorting volatility, the casual observer will think, well, that means volatility has to get lower and lower. But given the structure of the futures curve, it's really just those contracts are rolling down the curve. And so it's really a bet on the status quo. In our recent research report, I just equated that to kind of the outlook for the global economy, where uh, it doesn't seem to me that uh, central banks pulling back at the margin, uh, valuations across global equities, and the increased geopolitical worries, those really shouldn't equate to a VIX of 10 or 11. Uh, and so it really seems like people are betting on the earnings growth. The global economy is growing. But that one factor alone, people are betting on the status quo uh, because all those other headwinds are really overwhelmed uh, as long as you think the status quo is going to really prevail. I think there's an irony maybe that people uh, that who would never uh, buy a short VIX ETF product have no problem being overweight equities or overweight high yield. In many ways, they're making a similar bet in terms of banking on the status quo. Yeah, I am. Um you know, I was fortunate enough last year to sell my house and put all of my money into XIV, the University of VIX, <laughs> and long the S&P 500. So I've, I've had 167% gain on that, uh, which is, you know, the capital gains are a problem. Right. No, it's a nice problem that. to have, I, I guess. I didn't actually do that. Uh, uh, but but I, I wish you I would, you could explain that again uh, for, the, for the, the average investor here. Explain how contracts rolling off isn't really the same as being short like a stock. Because, you know, first of all, these are, in the case of XIV, it's a more complicated thing. But it's not just, an, it's not an ETF. It's an exchange tra trade note or something weirder in some cases. But explain how this works. Well, the, the the easiest way to think about it is, again, we think about shorting something. We You sell it, you borrow it, you sell it today, the price goes down. Which is you, how I once made a living, you, but, you know, you, actually you, made a living. How I paid for the house that I actually right. haven't sold. But, you, yes. you, you pocket the difference. But with volatility, I think people would look at it and say, well, if VIX has been at 10 or 11 for a long time now, how can these short volatility products continue to make money? But really, you can't invest directly in the VIX. You invest in the futures contracts. So the further out contracts, uh, what we refer to as being in contango, they have a higher price right. the further out you go. So if if a month or two months or three months out, you're selling VIX at 13 or 14, and then as you get nearer and nearer to the spot price as time goes by, you're buying it back at 11 or 12. So it doesn't require the spot price continuing to fall. It just requires that the shape of the futures curve stays roughly the same, which again right. is why I call it a it's, – it's not a bet that volatility is going to get lower. It's just a bet that nothing it changes much. Higher. Right. I mean, just, you, it's a bet on the status quo. But the day that backwardization comes – 
you know, you're going to have people carry it out in stretchers because they've gotten used to selling a VIX when it spikes to 13 and buying and covering when, when, it, when it's a 10. Yeah, and I, I, my numbers are not up to date. I looked at this a few weeks ago and something like a, a backup, basically, you know, this some of these short VIX products were up 150, 160% year to date. It only takes a backup uh, maybe to 18 or 19 or 20 on the VIX. Yeah, that would be doubling, but it would be doubling to its long-term average. Right. It doesn't take an enormous amount of backup to give up an enormous amount of the gains, and you really get in, you really get hit in two different ways. You mentioned one uh, backwardization, so then the carry uh, really hurts you. But again, Which the volatility the price of the future is higher than the price of the correct current and. Contract you've lost because the volatility has actually gone up and you were short. You were betting that it would fall and it's gone up. So you actually can get hit, get, you can get hit both ways uh, when some, uh, some upset or some disconnect comes back to the marketplace. Well, on the reversal, so if you're along the VIX, I mean, you're continuously getting hurt in this atmosphere. So I'm wondering what you would do. Let's say you're a little bit nervous. Uh, that that option doesn't really seem on the table to buy long VIX products as sort of a hedge. I mean, would, so what, what would you turn to instead? I mean, the way that we've been thinking about the markets uh, is – you know, we're a bit cautious. We're, we're not big believers in market timing and knowing when you can jump in and out. I think for most investors, you know, that's not a great way to try to make money. It's really a recipe for losing money. But I think at these valuations with the headwinds that are out there and the fact that we're eight, eight and a half years into a bull market, you have to find a way to be cautious while you're in the market. And so while I, when I, the way I think about that is finding, and again, uh, you know, not to turn this too nerdy, but things like lower beta. So what does that mean? Are there ways you can remain invested, but remain invested in things that are a bit more defensive? In the equity markets, that might be things like valuation or low volatility products. It could be some option hedging. Uh, and the same is true in the bond market uh, in things like uh, instead of being in high yield, maybe moving up the cap structure in terms of uh, bank loans or maybe moving up the credit structure and moving to triple Bs instead of being in high yield. So it's not about knowing when to be in the market or knowing when to be out of the market. But given where valuations are across the, the global capital markets, maybe being in the markets but not sticking your neck out quite as far using these lower beta or lower volatility strategies is, is the way we think about it because trying to time the markets is probably uh, a feeble game. And yet it's a game you're stuck with. Dave Lafferty joining us very much. Glad to have you, Chief Market Strategist from the Texas uh, Global Asset Management. Listen to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.